Public Radio's LossyTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. We've got myself, Bruno, and I'm joined by a man who, even though he's got a full head of hair, now he knows that hair plugs are an essential service. He's going to duck out just so we can get out of the house. My co-captain, Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you. Good evening to all the boys and girls out there on board the listenership, the blockheads, the millions all the way around the world, Greeno. Coming to you live from uh, the Ring of Steel, Greeno. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> live in the Ring of Next Steel. Next level. Yeah. Next level Ring of Steel because now, now we've got tanks, brother. Tanks. Now we've got tanks on <laughs> the street. No, Making sure. No one's got any sniffles. Do you, you want a sniffle? No, no, yeah. Get back inside. Hello, excuse me, citizen. <laughs> I mean, Greeno, I don't, I don't know if you, you know, wonder about these things or not, but these kind, these are the kinds of questions that I concern myself with. You know, when I'm just, you know, taking a shit or doing the dishes or whatever. Yeah. You know, those little quiet moments we have to reflect. I wonder, like, do they really think that? Um, Getting people dressed up in army fatigues and then going door to door in like Bankstown, Fairfield, um, you know, these kinds of places. Do they really think that these are going to like, is it going to open the door and uh, invite you in for coffee or, you know, like, do they, do they, yeah. would you like some baklava? I don't think, you know, it's not going to be, there's going to be a lot of abuse, I think, coming from the other side so. of the door. Yeah. I'm sensing it. I'm sensing yeah. it. And then, and then, a... and then we'll be treated to. Sorry, one more thing. And then we'll be treated to the stories on the news, and it'll be like angry residents hurl abuse yeah. at you know like frontline workers. Yeah. Like this is unacceptable behavior. We're doing this to protect you, and it's just you can just see this shit writes itself, man. It writes itself. It does. It does. I'm looking forward to the um <laughs> the, the houses being welded up though. Next yeah, week, so. yeah. They were doing that in China last year, and we were like, wow, no, look at these crazy guys. You know, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Suddenly, <laughs> 200 cases and we're fucking lock them up. Yeah. Lock them up. Isn't get them welded. Yeah. And like needing an app, place. needing an app to get into buildings and stuff. They were doing that a couple of years ago in China as well. Isn't it funny how we're just kind of doing everything that China has already done? You know, over here's, the last here's a fun, fun little story time for you, sir. I, I, didn't want to I like stories about pinatas. Do a quick, quick COVID story and then we'll fucking move on to, to okay. more fun shit. Um, this the, is what? The, this isn't fun for you? You're not having fun? No, it isn't. No. Not at all. Not, not at all. No. I, I, I changed my attitude this week. Like, okay. you know, I'm going to do a story time inside a story time. Oh, I like uh, stories about pinatas. This time last week, I was in a fucking miserable mood. I was fucking over it. I, I, was, I was a broken man. And I came out of the show and I'm like, I got to change my attitude because that, mm. that, that impacted my quality. The usual quality performance I have on this program, yep. I feel like my negativity impacted the program. Yeah, you so got to like, keep your my- spirits up, you know, a clear mind, clear body, greeno, forward yeah. moving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So this week I got my head screwed on. I'm in a more positive mindset where we're happy days. But here's the thing. So uh, the QR codes, everything's mandatory now. No matter where I go, QR code, got a QR code in. Mm-hmm. Now, QR code involves a smartphone. Yes. Now, you know me. Yes. Try to ask extraordinaire. Yeah. I'm I'm still packing the the Nokia 2600. Yes, nice. Nice, Gary. <laughs> so like a nice, Gary. When I go to stores, I love it when people like, so, keep the classics alive. You know, what yeah. I mean? you're doing a tribute to where we've come from. Mate, 
tradition. Snake still lives. Re- reject in, in modernity, my embrace tradition. Get a yeah, Nokia 100%. fucking flip phone. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. They're so good. So when I go to the stores and like, sir, can you QR code in? Mm. And I and I'll, I'll whack out whack out the flip phone. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell is that? I'm like, well, I don't think I don't think my phone does this. Yeah. Like. What, what do you want me to do? So then I, I go to the question. I'm like, well, is there a manual signing? They're like, well, no, we don't have a manual signing. I'm like, mm. well, sorry, can't, can't help you here. So yep. there's the trick. Go back, take a step back in technology. Yes. Uh, and then you won't be forced to QR code in. There you there's go. Nice, Gary. I've got, to, I've got to give you a nice Gary for that because I also a little story. I time. like stories about pinatas. Now, I do have a smartphone, but I, I manually sign in. When I go to places, yeah, yeah. because you know, if it takes a little bit of extra effort to go and get the paper and you know the pen, and you're like, oh, because I'm looking forward to that moment when I can say to somebody, you know, your league. Thank you. I would like to. I'm looking forward to that moment to saying to somebody, you know, you're legally required to provide a manual sign-in form. Now, I'm not giving away. I'm not giving away any details, or actually, you know what? I can't even tell that story. I like stories about pinatas. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story. Sir. Okay, tell so me I, story. I like stories about pinatas. My kids daycare. I, I have to drive them off three days a week. Right, so uh-huh. I go in. Now I have to manually sign him in on an uh, on the app they have there to kind of it's it's kind of uh, like general OHNS. This is outside. Is it like, a, is is it like an iPad on the wall situation kind of thing? On the wall, basically. Uh, you're, I'm agreeing that I've now put my kid into the custody of the daycare at this time. Yep. So any, it's now their legal responsibility to take care of my kid. Yep. It's part of the protocols. No matter what, this is pre-COVID. I had to still do. This. Well, this is the, so, and this is a point I made the other day. Sorry to quickly interrupt, but like most of shit that happens with business is legal shit. It's insurance shit. You know, what I mean? it's yeah, all exactly. shit to cover your ass either legally or via an, you know an insurance premium. Well, it's, hike to cover, or it's to cover my ass because if my son gets injured and it's on their time, then yeah. I'm fucking I can sue. No, so it's all good. Yep. You, know? you know, my son, you know, ethnic background, whiplash, whiplash, all happened at daycare, so I guarantee it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whiplash, so anyway. whiplash. <laughs> We're keeping that one. Nice, Gary. We're locking that one in for future reference. <laughs> so, so basically, I have, to, I have to sign my son in. Now with the, the new COVID restrictions, they're like, well, you've got a QR code in yep. as well. And I'm like, but. You know I'm here because I've literally just signed my son in. No, sorry, this is separate. And I'm like, well, and and this is legit. I don't have my phone on me when I go into the daycare because I've got to leave my daughter in the car because I can no longer take it into the daycare with me. So I play. The funny thing is you could get arrested for leaving a dog in the car, but you're now now forced legally to leave your daughter in the car. And I talked about it on the show the other week. She likes listening to our show, right? Uh, yeah. So I leave I leave the Probably mobile man. with her. Mm. I leave the mo- mobile with her. The I Nokia. Put the, I put the Nokia yeah. with my recorded Spotify. Mm. Um, I play the show in there. She listens to that. So I go in and they're like, you need a QR code. I'm like, I don't have my phone on me. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, <sighs> I need to <laughs> ma- ma- manually sign in. So they're like, oh, we haven't got the thing. And I did exactly what you did. I'm like, well. You need to give me the sheet. Yes. Like, nice, I, legally, I need to sign, and that's fine. I respect your rules, mm-hmm. but you need to provide me with the documentation. So they quickly have to go in, print something off. I waste like a buck of their ink, so I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. Yes. And everyone's a winner. Yep. Now, here's the thing. So then they know that now I'm going to be the prick that manually signs in. Mm. So, but 
So they print out a sheet, and now it's next to the QR code things. They know I don't have my phone with me. And it's just, so, and it's just for you. Like it's your sheet. As I'm filling it in, there's a time. Like, you know, you got to put the date. You got to put your name. Yeah. You got to put your mobile number. Correct. And then you got to put the time you came in. That's right. Now, if I now I got to obviously drop my son off and pick my son up. Yes. Now that that means I got to fill that shit in twice a day. Correct. So I've taken to fuck that, like skipping that, if yep. you will. Yep. So now I only refuse to fill it in once, but I just adjust the time when I rocked up, <laughs> and I just keep putting the same time in, so I don't have to recopy my details. <laughs> So wait, do you preemptively sign in on the sheet like three fifteen p.m. or whatever it is when you no, go? No, I leave it up? there and I just and I basically just overwrite what I wrote in the a.m. with the p.m. <laughs> nice, Gary. Absolutely, that's the story time stuff. I got yeah, different. Very good. I like stories different. about pinatas. Story time for you though, Damo. Yeah. So uh, a couple of weeks back, if you want to hit a step back in time, for absolutely. Me, the bin fiasco where basically there was mm. surveillance in the bin I, oh, I was having a bad day and it was the start of lockdown there wasn't surveillance in the bin so there was surveillance there was some, in oh, the back of the truck in the garbage that's right they yeah. picked up your bin they accidentally took the bin and they, they yeah. took off with the bin and this and this, so now have you have you you know restored the bin status or are you still struggling the bins come back the, uh, credit to them a new the bin. give them a give them a nice gary nice, they, they dropped gary. off a new bin two days later yeah Guy even wrote the number on the front so no one can steal my bin. There you know, go. it's my number. Very considerate. So, yeah. so anyway, I'm like, the yellow bin. I'm, I've got the yellow bin back. And this this week just gone, mm. yellow bin day again. It's the, the, okay. it's a fortnight has been passed since the original bin fiasco. It's I'm the like, return of the Mac. Sailing, yep. The return of the Mac, we're fucking good to go, right? All right. So bin goes, bin goes up on a Sunday morning ready mm-hmm. to go. And I'm yep. feeling happy. I'm feeling comfortable. Yeah. Because – you know the bins out there. What's well, the first? Last, it's like it's like the first trial. It's the first run in the in the big leagues for a rookie bin. You know, like it's a big day, and it's yeah, clean. First day. It's, it looks fresh and clean, and you're like, that's a smart looking bin out there on that street. I'm very proud very of that bin. Very good looking bin, hundred yeah. percent. Now, as I put the bin up, now I put it up a little bit later than usual. I talked the other week about how I do an early bin drop off normally on the Sunday, so I don't forget. Yep. Once I get on the source, yes, but, but I, I week, actually you just thank you for reminding me. I, I like stories story. about pinatas. I meant to say this last week, but then I forgot. So when you take the bin out early on a Sunday morning, but you have mm-hmm. Sunday sessions, then see, I would refuse to take the bin out Sunday morning before the Sunday sessions because now I have to walk the bottles out to the curb to the bin instead of no, walking no, them no, to no. the bin and taking the bin to the curb. So I would wait till the no, end of my- your Sunday session, then take the bin out. No, it's all about length, right? Because the length from where my bins are normally situated to where they are in the front lawn is less, and I don't have to drag the bin up with extra weight. Ah, okay. Yeah. Nice, Gary. Makes sense. More efficient to have the bin at the front ready to go, and I just dump the Sunday session bins in there. Well thought out. Well planned. It's all mapped out. So anyway, it's out there. It's good to go. Now, as I walk out there, I dropped off a little bit later than usual. I look around, and no bins are out. And I think about it logically, and I don't know if you remember last weekend, Quite significant winds. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, it's a bit windy, but this thing, it's fucking chock full of bottles. We're good. We're it was sweet. blowing, it was blowing a fucking gale out there. I had to pick up like the blowing. same pot plant about four or five times over that weekend. <laughs> Just kept tipping over, 100%. even chocking it up with bricks and shit. I was like, what is going yeah. on here? 
What is this? Crazy wins last weekend. But the 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 thing, the bin was fine all day. We're sweet. So anyway, I'm in bed, 2.30, 2 in the morning, sorry. It was 2 in the morning. Yeah. And I hear this swoosh and fucking smash. And I'm like, <laughs> wakes me up from my sleep. And I'm like, that sounded like a lot of broken beer bottles right there. Mm, I guarantee. Over. And, and then I had to do that kind of like challenge you have in the middle of the night with your head. Should You're I like, get up? I could. I can get up and have a look or I can pretend I didn't hear it and just deal with it in the morning. Yes. And I chose I chose the former. Really? Uh, oh, wow. Because That's I was nice, like, Gary. because I didn't want my neighbours to wake up and see the 50 beer bottles lying around and go, check out Alki over here as my our next-door neighbour. Yeah, so because you know there, what? You know what? If you go out there at the, t- at the time that it crashes, right, if you go out there mm-hmm. when it falls over, and you start, you do the right thing. You start collecting up the bottles and cans and putting them back in the bin. Everybody who's now woken up from the noise will just assume that you're just taking the bin out now and you're drunk and you've dropped it or something. And they're, they're all just going to be staring at you through their bedroom windows at two in the morning. So, so I went out at two in the morning, jacket on, ready to go. And I look and the, and all the bins are blown over. So not only is my bin blown over, every bin on the street is blown over to the point where now it's kind of like a a trash hurricane. So I'm looking, I'm looking down and I see the empty beer bottles near my thing. So I quickly pull it up, pull, put all the beer bottles back into the bin, Mm. pull my green bin back up all good, put the, whatever I can in there. Then I look around, then I realize that the tinnies have knew that I was forced to drink last weekend Mm. and now strewn all over my neighbor's lawn. And up the street, Holy plus shit. other random bits of garbage. Sounds like I'm a looking war at my zone. Lawn, Sounds like a war zone. It was hundred percent war zone. But then I'm looking at my my front lawn, yeah. and it's got other people's garbage. So then I'm in this interesting predicament. What's I'm the like, etiquette well, here? What do I pick up here, and what don't I? So the the rationale at two thirty in the morning was, well, I got to pick up the beer the beer tins that have blown away on the neighbor's lawn. But every other bit of trash that's not mine, fair game. And it also brings up an interesting question, like at what point then will another man in the street like see what you're doing and then think to himself, you know what, I've got to go fucking help this poor cunt. Because now you, you've just been kind of um, without, you know, you've been involuntarily recommended for the job of now cleaning everybody's yard around yeah. you. You know what I mean? Nah. I'll take care of the can- my cans. Other than that, I'm out. So fixed all that, went around to me half an hour in the fucking middle of the night, mm. put all it in, put the bins back up, ready to go, into bed, and then literally two seconds later I hear, and I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Lo and behold, thankfully it wasn't the yellow bin this time. It was the green bin that fell over a second time. At this point, I'm bringing the bins in. Yes, sir. yeah, you got it. Because I'm like, you got to cut, you cut your up. losses. I'm not dealing with this shit all night. You know, let's just fucking Fuck put no. them away. I'll get up at six in the morning or something and put them back yeah, out again. That's it. Bins are down. I bring the bins down. I say to the wife, I'm like, look, the she tells me she's like, look, the the bin guys don't come before like eight a.m. We're sweet, and she leaves for work about seven. So oh, I, said, I can already see what's happening sure- here. <laughs> yeah. We cut to the chase at fucking 6 a.m. We hear the garbage trucks. Thankfully, my wife was hour early this week. Uh, Thankfully, my wife was up. So in her pajamas and her uggies, she's quickly racing out, racing the bins up to the the thing. Thankfully, they came back around, picked it up. They realized the predicament we were in with the wind. Uh, But my ongoing bin battle continues. I like stories about pinatas. Fantastic little story there. Do you think you're going to get the upper hand? When it's all said and done, uh, it's it's currently two love bin. 
compared to Greeno. So, right. you know, I'm going to have to break serve here to get back on track with the bins. We'll need a big comeback, Greeno. Got to reach deep down inside yourself. Don't I let do. these bins now, take over. Uh, so I, I talked about trying to find some zen during this week, and, mm. and I'm like, look, uh, we, we, the the title of this week's show is is basically we've been rats in cages for for the better part of four weeks now. Right. Um, so sometimes you just need a little bit of a breather. And what I've been doing is I've been taking my son. I got a, a seat on the back of my bike that I can take my son out for bike rides. Okay. So we go out. It's a bit of father son time. Riding along for- on the push bike, honey. You look so yeah, we- pretty. <laughs> We've been doing it for like a few months now, but you know, it becomes more important in lockdown because the poor kid can't go out and play with his friends or anything like that. He's got no take options and need, anymore. There's nothing to do. I need to get exactly. I need to get out of the house. So uh, we got there's a lot of like bike paths and walking paths in my area, and everyone in our suburbs in a similar situation. After work, they just want to get out, go for a walk. So plenty of people out walking. Hmm. But Greeno, wouldn't, like wouldn't doing- you feel safer if while you were walking around, for example? just to ensure that everybody's being protected and the community's being kept COVID safe. Wouldn't you feel a lot better if you could see, you know, a few more military vehicles, military personnel in the streets? Guns, yeah. Don't you, think that would, cool. don't you think that would make the little young lad feel a lot <laughs> feel a lot safer? If they, it, Maybe we could arm them as well. That would be probably better. You know, a nice show of force, Greeno. Don't you think that would make everybody <laughs> feel safer in their homes with people knocking like on the door going. in military uniforms going, who's in here? Can I see your ID? Do you? Is this your the house? Young fella is a bit camo, perhaps, for the bike ride. <laughs> nice, <Probably> Gary. <laughs> Keep it Charlie's safe, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> in there, it's like, what, what do you keep doing about Charlie, Dad? I don't know. Yeah. I, didn't <laughs> even, I, I, I didn't even go to Vietnam, no, but I grew up in Western Sydney. Oh, you poor man. <laughs> Come you with me. Man. <laughs> the horror. The horror. <laughs> they were everywhere, Greedo. They were everywhere. Yeah. So, so... <laughs> <laughs> Getting flashbacks. I'm just going to flashback to uh, Good Morning Vietnam. was like, I've never met a Vietnamese man main named Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that joke just randomly popped in my head. I love that movie. <laughs> now, uh, so when I go out, normally what I do is I'm, I always have some music. I, sorry, normally I'm listening to baseball games normally, hmm. but it was after work, so baseball had finished. So yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to whack on some, some uh, Spotify again, and I'm just going to do a random like new metal shuffle, right? Okay. And just play some. This will be interesting. Like, 1990s, early 2000s, like new metal tunes, and we're going to enjoy ourselves. We can go out, right. We're going to get pumped up, and we're going to enjoy the afternoon. That's it. So. What I didn't realize, though, is some new metal when uh, there's unsuspecting people uh, just walking because it's very it's very tranquil, it's very quiet in my area. Like mm. no one's really chit chatting, it's not very noisy. So all you, it's just kind well, of you're ambience. Not, don't forget, you know, Greeno, the the expert advice. Now it sounds like you're from a very smart suburb because remember you shouldn't have conversations with people anymore. Remember not allowed to talk. Yeah, no more. Last talk. Week. So it's very very quiet and lots of people out walking. But and there's me riding my bike up behind people, right? Mm. Ling, ling. But with my music on. You've got to ring your yeah, little so bell. Yeah, so I do my little thing. I ring my bell. All good. But I didn't realize what I was doing as I was writing because I see a lot of people unnerved. Now, I've, I've got you to tee up a song that I was listening to as I was riding my bike. Okay. And just imagine a tranquil environment, riding along nice and politely. You don't realize what's behind you. Mm. And suddenly this comes behind you. Riding along on the pushback. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. 
Fit is where I come up. Bit of the old Deftones, Greeno. That's it. Uh, I don't think people are expecting someone just shove it, shove it, shove it. You should have been. It should have been seven words, though, Greeno. That would have been the. Yeah. That would have been the selection. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> hey, Zachy, you having fun with Dad? That's it. Well, we're enjoying ourselves on there, but we scared the fuck out of a lot of people by suddenly the uh, the big crescendo of the chorus there coming in and scaring the shit out of random strangers. But they don't realize I'm behind. Works better than a little Um, bell. It does. Fair call. Uh, What do we want to do, man? We're we're about a half hour in. Do we want to touch on Olympic stuff? What do you want to come back to? Yeah, go for it. No, let's, let's keep rolling. Let's keep going. Excellent. Like, I don't know about you, man. I, last week we talked on the show, uh, the Olympics, who gives a fuck? Yeah. A day later, I was all in. You're, booked, like, you're locked in now. I, I, one I, one I, Olympic I, story was enough for you to go, yes, fuck yeah, Australia can bro, Aussie bro, fuck, let's go. I watched one event. I was watching the, the skateboarding. I'm like, what a fucking <laughs> stupid sport to have on the Olympics. And five seconds later, I'm like, come hey, man, on, run. <laughs> go. This is amazing. No, Water polo, I never realized how much of a water polo fan I was. It was it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, but first, first kind of observation from these Olympics, the Australian athletes are a lot more likable this time. Yeah, you think? Um, I, don't, I don't know, maybe because you know, they thought maybe they wouldn't get their chance with the Olympics and, you know, the situation's and, been going on. And we did but come up in the era of the, you know, the what was he called? The fucking cruise missile? The bunger. The, the bunger. bunger? Yeah, that's what we called yeah. him. Nobody else did. Yeah. What was his actual nickname? Was it something like the uh, missile or uh, Magnuson, right? That was the guy? Magnuson. What was he called? Oh, come B. on. B.E. Is B.E. in the chat B.E. is in the he'll chat. Know, yeah. He'll know what the bunger used to be called, yeah, uh, his God. actual nickname. I only couldn't think of him as the bunger now. But James Magnuson, the guy who just blew up like a bunger. Well, because he uh, said he was, he was like, he was going to win gold and it was going to be a piece of cake, blah, 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 and then he got beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got so. beat. And there was, it was the arrogant Aussies, you know, you had the, the cockiness. Yeah. And, and this time, everyone seems to rely. I watched, I saw, uh, I think it was Brendan Smith in the individual medley. He was like, he did his post match, uh, post race interview. And I'm like, this is like the friendliest guy ever. He was just like, I just want to thank everyone back at home. And like, seemed actually genuine and not that kind of like, pe- like, media bullshit you just seen like he was just like yeah he he was just like i'm just really wrapped like i'm fucking here and this is amazing well you know what (laughs) they probably would be because it's been they've had to wait an extra fucking year as well to do Mm -hmm. it so all of that kind of pent up and all of the bullshit that they have to go through like when you see the when you see the empty stadiums imagine i fucking feel so sorry for japan they've they pour you pour so much money into the olympics right and yep. fucking fit out custom stadiums and shit and all of this preparation for, and then for nobody a year later, for nobody exactly. to use it. It's just fucking shocking. So you see, you see, you know, so the athletes are putting up with that. Then you see, like, you know, it's basically the only, the only crowd is the other athletes who happen to be mm-hmm. watching at that time. They're all masked up, like in the stands. And so they have to go through all of this shit. By the time you get to the end of it, I reckon a lot of these guys would have been, I reckon they've been humbled by the experience as well. You know what I mean? I think so. But, yeah, they're just a lot more likable this time. And yeah. a couple of standouts that, that happened earlier in the week. BE, BE's were, reported back it was the missile, Greeno. It was, was the, the missile. We really named the bunger after it turned out. That's right, because we had the torpedo and then we had the missile, but the missile was a bit of a fizzer, which is why we called him the yeah. bunger. Bunger. That's right. 
so he was actually on uh he was on a footy show earlier in the week mm. and he was hanging shit on footy players and i'm like dude considering how like you had such high expectations now you're hanging piss on guys that yeah. you know he was he was the, he was he was the world's be- the, the world's fastest loser greener yeah exactly <laughs> nice, um, but uh, a couple of things that came out of it so there was i, I love seeing the passion of, of both the the aussies and also like the coaching staff and whatnot hmm. but there was a lot of saltiness stamo really? uh, from both American media and Australian media are about a couple of different things. Now, firstly, you had the coach of uh, Ariana Titmus, yes. who was so pumped up. Dry hump defense. Dead. Dry hump defense. And fuck, man, I love that dude. It was yeah. unbelievable. It was so good. Um, that's going to be That also, clip's going to be played on every sports highlights fucking package for the next 50 years. Exactly. That's gonna, that's, that is gonna. That is going to be the, the Olympics coverage. Every single Olympics, you're going to see that coverage. That's, that's the spirit of Australian sport right there. He's like a, yeah. a long-haired fucking goldie boy by the looks of him. Yeah. He's like up against a clear fence going, fuck yes, mm, 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 and pumping his pelvis at it. That's our, that's our country. Nice, that's, that's, what, that's what we are to other people around the world. Go, what the fuck's going definitely on Definitely a guy who's, who's attended a schoolies at the age of 27, yeah. I guarantee yeah, that. Yeah, he's definitely a tourly. Um, He's a toolie. Sure. Um, and then it was also, uh, you also had, uh, I think it was uh, Kaylee McEwen, who yeah. uh, they asked, like, oh, do you have any messages after she just won gold? Do you have any messages to your, to your mum and your sister? And just, like, she actually answered the question honestly. And she's like, fuck yeah, just so excited on live television. <laughs> and then in response to that, she quickly covered her mask and said, oh, shit. I didn't mean to say that. I'm so sorry. Um, so it was a, it was a double down on the sweat. It was fantastic. If you're an athlete, then, if you're an athlete or something like that, you know, if you're anybody in a public position, you do get like throughout your career one or maybe even two. If you're very very good, if you're like Hall of Fame level athlete, then you yeah. can probably get two in your career. But you definitely get one moment in your career. That's a that's a freebie. The media let you have it. It's like when you can swear on air and get away with it. like, And it's, it's shit like gold medal after a grand final, stuff like if you win a Formula One race and you're like, fuck yeah, they say, okay, you can see he's very excited. Yeah. But then again, if you were like doing the post-race press conference later on, you're like, yeah, I fucking beat all these cunts, mate. Then it would yeah. change, you know. So you only get one in your career. Yeah, you can't sneak them all in. No. Um, but there, I saw some criticism of that, and I thought about the reality of the situation. Firstly, like, these guys have been working their entire life. Like, you used to be a, a competitive swimmer as a youth, not to the point where you are ever going to go to the Olympics, but no. you were very, very good as a young kid. But So you know kind of how much work and time goes into these athletes at the early stages, let alone what they had to go through for, like, the time after you finish swimming especially um, because like um it's a solo sport number one it's not a team sport but you you know you're completely your your senses are completely kind of cut off from everything as well it's a very lonely sport to be good at it means hours and hours and hours basically like your whole childhood for these olympians has been spent alone like in their thoughts swimming up and down a pool and because it's not like footy, you're like you can't talk to players while while you're playing the game. It's not like running where you're out and about and you can talk to the people next to you and stuff. It's like no, all you hear is, you know, of the water washing around you, and that's it. And all you see is the bottom of the pool for years. 
So fuck that. <laughs> nice, Gary. We got, we got me thinking. Like, if if I had to go through all that training, all that hard, all like all the discipline that's involved, mm-hmm. not only would I be swearing nonstop, like I'd be just a bit of fat cunts woo everywhere. Um, <laughs> I'd be. I think I'd be dry humping everything. Inside. Yeah, yeah. I'd be. I'd literally be dry humping everything in sight. Like I'd be getting out of the pool and like. Humping the commentator, humping the mic, you know, dry humping, <laughs> dry humping anything that's around that I could possibly hump in excitement after winning said gold medal. You just uh, t- you just uh, turn into schoolies like straight after the race. Hundred yeah. percent. I turn into a dog in heat after mooning, winning gold medal. Mooning because, the camera and shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're gonna go all in, like do it properly, right? Properly. Like just just go nuts. Become a legend. And then when they criticize you. Like, go fuck yourself. I just want a gold medal. Yes. Like, <laughs> nice. You celebrate whatever way you want to celebrate. For me, I, I want to dry up the cameraman. That's exactly. what I want to do right now. Yes. Like, that's how I'm going to celebrate that medal. Fantastic work. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up the segment, sir. With a uh, what are we cancelling this week? Now okay. we, we talked in the past about look, this the, the PC Brigade demo. Mm. Uh, we we don't feel they've gone far enough. No. We feel that there's there's stuff that's been missed. Well, we that feel they, that we probably- feel there's wisdom in a you know people keep talking about the the new reset, the giant reset, Greeno. Okay, well let's do the same thing, but culturally. So let's just cancel everybody now instead of yep. like the constant foreplay and flicking the nutsack. Like who's going to get cancelled yep. this week? No, no, let's just get rid of everybody. Let's accelerate All it. Of yeah, yeah, let's not fuck around. Let's just get straight to the point. Let's exactly. cancel everything humanly possible. Yep. And uh, this week, uh, I had, unfortunately, I hate to do it, Damo. Mm. I'm going to have to cancel something Olympic related. Oh, okay. Really? But that's not very patriotic of you. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's not Australian, so it's fine. So uh, basically, <laughs> uh, if we reflect back to the, the cheese debate from, uh, what, about nine, ten months ago, perhaps, yes. where Coon Cheese had to change their name. To Cheer uh, Cheese. The, it's cheer cheese because the word coon is, is inappropriate, even though the, the cheese is actually named after a dude named coon. Yes. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. Names anymore. are racist, like, Greeno. Names now are racist. And I was fuck I was I was disgusted. I, I called in a complaint to Channel Seven earlier this week because I'm like, How dare you? How dare you put this name on my TV screen? Hmm. Canadian I'm I'm so here's what I'm cancelling before we get to a break demo. Okay. I'm cancelling Canadian two hundred meter breaststroke swimmer, Kelsey Lauren Wog. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week. So check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. And old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons. Eating 
Sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you want to keep in touch with us, best way to do so would be via the little blue bird. Follow Greeno at the starting block. One word drop K at the end. Follow myself at Bookie Bumper. Greeno, we spoke about this guy, um, you know, months ago when we were talking about this particular clip. And you know, you know what? Now that the army is being deployed to the streets of Sydney, this all kind of seems a little redundant. <laughs> but yeah. we were talking about John Rahm, which is the world's yeah. number one golfer a few months ago, and you know how what a what it's just a, a ridiculous, shocking um, situation it was that saw him while he was leading like a mate. Was it a major tournament? I think it was a major. Wasn't uh, it? it wasn't a major. It was a, a leading tournament to a major where they had, he had $1.6 million as the prize money. He was leading by six strokes right. with a round to go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that was at the Memorial, right? So um, uh, he'd been vaccinated, tested every day at this Memorial open. He was leading through 54. Uh, this is uh, I'm reading from a tweet here. And then put, tested positive, so he was pulled out of the event. He he quarantines, yep. then he goes and wins the U.S. Open, Greeno. After Ours, it was such an amazing victory, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, he say so he wins the U.S. Open, and it's like you know what, everything's coming up, John. He's the world number one. Mm-hmm. It's off to the Olympics with John after that setback. World number one John Rahm has been forced to withdraw from the Tokyo Olympics after testing positive for COVID nineteen, Greeno. No, what the fuck is John doing in between tournaments? We need to get John just in a room. He, he, the only places he can go for his own safety now is the golf course and his hotel room. That is it. But, and and in the hotel room needs to be a bubble. We need it locked in and uh, sprayed with some Glen 20 because John is just a COVID magnet, it seems. Man, if I were John right now, again, he's vaccinated. He's doing all the tests and stuff that all of the other players are doing, right? He plays golf, mm-hmm. which is a socially distant sport anyway. You know, they're not bumping into each other or anything. If I were John right now, I'd be thinking, hang on, somebody's fucking with me here. You know, and I, I would legit be thinking that because he's just about to win the fucking some memorial open. Oh, sorry, John, yeah. you've got to come off the course. Okay, it happens once. That's kind of weird, but okay. And now again at the Tokyo Olympics, because he's the favorite to win the fucking gold medal. Right? Yeah. So again, now at the Tokyo Olympics, oh, sorry, mate, you can't do it because you tested positive. If I was him, I'd be like, you're fucking shitting me. Like, come on. What is this stuff? Like, what the fuck is this? Am I only allowed to play every second tournament because I'm world number every one? Every couple or tournaments, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're too, you're too far in front of everyone, John. So we've got to bring you back to the field, mate. So we're just going to test you positive every couple of events, make you sit I out. I'll tell you what, do you reckon John would have been most disappointed he missed out on the uh, Olympic Village Fuckfest? Mm-hmm. 
get the wall. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm in my prime here. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for some gymnastics tang. Well, speaking, but, speaking of the gymnastics fuckfest, Greeno, have a look at this. Hey, Hey everyone, my name's Alona Mar and I play rugby. You're probably like, what team does she play for? I play for the USA. If I- okay, if anyone's going to be capable of breaking the cardboard uh, <laughs> anti- <laughs> anti-sex bed at the Olympics, yeah. I'm going to put my money on female rugby player. Nice, you reckon female rugby? I, I, we said in last week's show, I was talking Good about the uh, strength, Greeno. The shot I was talking about shot putters last week and you said, you know, Nigerian long distance runners are all over that. Yeah. Um, not to say they're not going to break the bed, but, yeah. you know, I reckon the rugby players are going to get some loving too. Well, opposed, well the- I guess the, mate, the difference, this could be a problem. This could be problematic. I guess the difference is, you know, the, 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 the Kenyan marathon runners are, you know, going after the Russian shot putters because they're so much different from all of the other skinny Kenyans that they're used to. And yeah. the Russian shot putting women are going after the Kenyan runners because, hey, you know, yeah. who doesn't want a little bit of that chocolate sweetness, right? So the domination. Exactly. But I suspect that the female rugby union players are going after each other. Nice, Gary. <laughs> so maybe they're the safest. Maybe they're the safest ones of all. Because I don't imagine there to be a lot of thrusting. Unless, of course, they were able to bring, you know, uh various utensils with them in their luggage. But I'm sure all of that would have had to be cleared by the COVID safety team. Greener. Thinking a bit of bit of pantsless scrums. Pantsless scrums. Nice, Gary. So I reckon I reckon the beds are safe with the rugby players. Hey, rugby. You're probably like, what team does she play for? I play for the USA. If I was representing my country, I would want a nice bed because this looks like I'm serving time somewhere else. I'm gonna test out the cardboard beds for y'all doing various activities. Okay. Stay with me. Don't go yet. Come on. Stay with me now. This doesn't seem like an attention seeker at all. Hey, whoa, whoa, what's going on there? Like seven okay, yeah. <laughs> Two, three, four, and five. Come on, they're not even trying. Now, this guy has a crack. That We saw this guy last week. Do we have any update on... Um... No, thankfully, BE, it was all over it this week. We sent BE oh, nice. some homework. Nice. Uh, this, is, this is Irish gymnast Reese McLenahan. Yeah, who, who we, the, we've adopted now on the show. He's our boy. He is our favourite son. Yeah. Uh, we need to do a, a quick message to Troy. Yes. Can you check, Troy, can you check if Reese McLenahan has cameo? Because if so, <laughs> can you hook us up with another video? Yes. Because <laughs> we need a new one for this year. We've got, we got to leave Nikki. Leave Nikki's good. But if we can get some Reese McLenahan cameo action, Absolutely. happy days. Now, he B's looked into this. He's known as the Prince of Pommel, sir. Um, he's actually in the Sunday evening event, 6.44 p.m. Okay. Reese is our, our Olympic mascot yes. because of the, Prince the fact of that he was the, the Prince of Pommel, which, you know, <laughs> seems appropriate for yeah. The so fact he's in there testing out the strength of the bed. He was on the video last week. He was the first one to go, hey, hey, ladies, check it out. I can do backflips and shit on this bed, yeah. and we're still good to go. We're good to get Come our on fuck in. on. The bed's not going to break. It's yeah. going to be fine. <laughs> Come on into the He was like, it's fake news. It's fake news. Yeah. Don't listen to it. It's fake news. Water is fine, ladies. Come on in. It's fake.
Fake news. Okay, so they're all trying to have a crack, but Greeno. Okay, can you get no, can you go back to that lady for a second? Yes. Okay, just replay that because I'm a bit worried about the um, uh, the kind of loving that this lady's into. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean like the body the body slams and whatnot, Greeno? So, so Reese is doing a bit of you know a bit of gymnastics, jumping around. Yeah. And then we've got whoever the next lady is. I don't know who she is, but she. I think she's one of the rugby players, Greeno. She thinks sexual relations involve the macho man Randy Savage, big elbow off the top right. <laughs> nice, Gary! So, if you're in the village, whoever that lady is, avoid her at all costs. Unless oh, you're into yeah. kind of that, unless you're into that submissive shit where you're into the kinky stuff, like fair enough, get involved. But otherwise, you could be uh, taking a beating. Uh, this Australian chap, Greeno, I don't know who he is or what sport he's from, but he apparently got he got to the bottom because you can't put an Australian in this mystery of are there anti-sex beds uh, in any situation and not expect yeah. an Australian to go around sniffing it out, Greeno. So uh, you know what? We, uh, we need to give we need to give credit before we get to this story of yeah. who sent us the story yes. because Jim Inward sends us in fucking no, fifty stories a week, and we decided to do a Jim Inward segment every week now. This we, is the Jim N-word. What is this pre-show? We didn't discuss this. It's in the rundown. It says Jim N-word story of the week. No, no, we didn't discuss it. we're going to do a segment every week now. We discussed in the last week's show. No, we didn't. It would do, yeah, we what did. we're going to do like week every week single week now. Every week we're going to do one of Jim's right. stories. Have you run this have you like, run this past HR Greeno? Have you? Ah, uh, not yet. I thought we cuz I thought we talked about it in during the show which is pre-show. Well, could be post-show. Do you, do you, do you really want to be restricted by, like, this commitment now to, I mean, what if he doesn't well, we'll send a story? Treat <laughs> what are you we'll treat do? it like Periscope a week late okay. where we're, we're selective. Nice, Gary! <laughs> where if, if there's just nothing good Jim sends, we'll just pretend Jim didn't send anything. Yeah, we'll just pretend like he doesn't exist. Yeah. Exactly. Who yeah. the fuck are you talking about? What, Jim? Like we did for the 78 stories he sent before we started doing the segment. Exactly. Nice, one. nice Gary! So the Aussie, the Aussie kid goes around and uh, he apparently he sorted it out, Greeno. He's figured it out. Because like I said, you put an Australian in this situation, you're going to be like, all right, who's the cunt running this? Who's behind yeah. this? Who's responsible for this? So I just finished my gym session. I saw they were taking one of the beds down the hallway. Now, this bed was one of the cardboard beds that had fallen apart. The joke's going around that someone wet the bed and the bed just fell apart. But anyways, first broken bed I've seen. There you go, Greeno. Solved it. Nice, Gary! Well, now I'm a little bit disappointed because I thought this dude broke the bed in a fuck fest. No, he was just pointing out that one of his teammates pissed it. <laughs> pissed it. Now, pissed that's it. not as amusing as, you know, someone just, you know, Old-fashioned rumpity-pumpity. Uh, it would have been more amusing had he name-dropped the person who pissed the bed because then, then yeah. you create drama, then you create story. That that's it. Old mate, the, old mate the bunger, you know, has a nappy problem. Absolutely. Uh, bunger went wee-wees and, you know, it's a bit more bunger entertaining. Went, bunger went wee-wees? You've been, you've been a dad for too long. Nice. Changing it, man. I, I, find, I find that baby talk. Yeah. When you say it in an adult context, yeah. fucking hysterical, personally. Yeah. It, you, it reminds me of, you remember that great fucking Tony Martin bit about, you know, yeah. my girlfriend and I have decided that we're not having kids. You know why? Because we just love sleeping in. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's like, I always laugh because all of my friends, they have kids. And they're like, you know, Tony, when you have, I feel like I'm a, a complete man now. I feel like I'm a real adult. Uh, you know, having kids has really made me progress into true adulthood. Oh, hello. What have you got there, Tommy? You got a little plainy wainy. You got a little plainy wainy, don't you? Ooh. 
Nice, Gary. Tip of the hat to uh, the legendary uh, Tony Martin, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so good. All right, so BE's good. report, Greeno. You touched no, on we're it. not up to that point yet because uh, we're going to do it, but that's not Rugby League Olympic Edition. Then we're going to do BE's report because <sighs> it's been too long. We're going to be that for Rugby League. We'll skip, bro. But that's okay. new. But that's new. Aye, it's, it's delicious. Is this a long but that's new. That's not Rugby It's been a while since we've done it. So we, do we need to refresh the memory perhaps? Of, of the, of the Olympics, games. or what? That's what rugby league is. What are we refreshing? Okay, but that's not rugby league. So basically, this is a situation where, um, no matter where you are, no matter what the topic may be, someone wants to put some rugby league in there because there's a, a strange media obsession, or even a footy obsession in, in Australia, where they just can't help but reference something. To well, rugby I think league. it didn't it originally come from we were talking about exclusively big sports breakfast and fucking uh what's that guy's name? Ah, uh, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, that's the one. Nice, yes. Yeah, tally of the amount of times they've referenced rugby league and something that was not rugby league related. Yeah, so you bring on bring on a basketball player. Bring on a basketball player for example and then say to, like within 2 minutes they're like, "So, who's your favorite rugby league team?" You know, who do you go yeah. for? Right? Shit like that. Every single interview, Green. Nice, Gary. No matter what it was. Now, I think that we got the tally in the space of one year, but a 12-month tally, there was like 56 references by Jimmy Smith <laughs> yes. to rugby league, non-rugby league. Just on the small periods of time I listened to the Big Sports Breakfast. I think yeah. Terry Kennedy, the other host, TK would have been second. Yeah. Uh, he was forty odd, and we, we and there was a lot of like newspaper articles, like writers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that were high up there as well. Yep. But this one stood out because it was an Olympic edition. Hmm. Uh, this one came from the, the Penrith Panthers, who were, were trying to do the right thing. Like you know, everyone wants to get on the bandwagon when a, an Olympic athlete wins a medal and send their congratulations. So it seems like they're all on board. Hmm. But well done to the Penrith Panthers because they get the but that's not rugby league gold medal because they managed to sneak in this fact. Congratulations to Panthers fan Jessica Fox on claiming a bronze medal in the women's K1. <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> that's just that's just pure coattail riding, isn't it? That's complete pure coattail riding, but a nice little. But that's rugby league to fill in a few minutes of our show. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's imagine the imagine movie. doing it for a bronze though, like <laughs> like you know. And- they shot their load a little bit too early because she won gold two days later. Ah, there you go. <laughs> nice. And it was amazing. Now they're like, well, where do we go from here? Yeah, like, gold you know, Now they need to point out uh, maybe Panthers season ticket holder, Jessica Fox. <laughs> number one on season the- ticket holder. Let's promote yeah, it as a number one chair. <laughs> uh, well done. Give a nice Gary to Jessica Fox, nice, by the way. Nice, uh, She's a Penrith girl. Uh, won, won gold yesterday. So after a couple of disappointments, Got, still got a medal, but, you know, well done to her. Well done. Um, the exciting news is uh, BE, he, he's finished. He's finished his world trip of charity runs. So, yep. uh, he's, he's back in action. He, he got in touch with us this week and he said, look, boys, I've, I've done what I can. I feel like I've improved the world with my charity runs as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, It's time to come back like to the – come back, come home, mate. It's time to come home. It's time to get back to the roots. Exactly. You, you, you so, don't have to give anymore. You've given enough. Yeah. It's time to he's, come He's home. given enough. And, and I think overall, you know, all things considered, the world's a better place for the contributions BE has made. So uh, it, it was very exciting when in our, in our inbox popped up. The various yeah. hotels around, um, you know, Newey and uh, Singleton and wherever the fuck he was, <laughs> the various pubs around the place are very, very grateful for BE's yeah. work, Greeno, BE's presence being there. A lot of schooners would have been getting drunk, Greeno. 
A lot of rounds Gary being getting purchased, you know, because he's a fucking humanitarian. Nice, Gary. The man of the people, BE. Yeah. Uh, and it's good to have uh, this week's uh, BE report back. It's fucking good. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the BE report where we delve into the wonderful world of weirdness. Proudly brought to you by TGM Enterprises. What you need when you need it. All right. It's been a while. I'm sorry. I know, I know. And I'm going to be real rusty. Uh, we'll kick things off this week with a 44-year-old woman who goes by the name of Tiffany Point Dexter, also known as Mrs. Point Dexter on her OnlyFans page. Yeah, that's right. Uh, not bad for 44, I say. Not bad at all. Anyway, Mrs. Point Dexter's come under scrutiny in the local community, and uh, she's, she's been bullied by a bunch of mothers um, in the local area about her X-rated online antics. And um, to the point now where the mother's group has gone to the local Catholic school and dobbed on her to the principal. And in turn, kids have been kicked out of school, right? So Mrs. Point Dexter goes to the local paper because, I mean, if you don't want to get bullied, why not just go public and it doesn't make sense? Well, I guess if you're making more money and getting more fans, then it does make sense. But the story's all about how the kids are feeling and how they miss their friends and they don't understand why they've been kicked out of school. Maybe because mummy's getting her boobs out, but I mean, she makes $195,000 a month, mind you, not a bad bit of coin. Maybe she can pay for a teacher. I, I don't <laughs> When the kids grow up and see photos like this, they'll know why. Bad. <laughs> All right, off to Canada, where the Canadian government, um, as an agency, have, have been forced to apologise after a typo in a phone number that directed callers to a sex hotline. Oh, yeah, the old sex hotline. Now, the Public Safety Department earlier this month issued a letter containing information about registering for frequent travel. Um, I mean, with COVID, every country's got some sort of registration or check-in system to keep track in case there's transmission and they, whatever. You know the story. Everyone's living it. Now, it advised the recipients to call the government's travel registration line for further information. But however, the number provided had a bit of a typo in it. Um, according to the Canadian Broadcasting Company, when people called it, instead of hearing a government voice on the other end, they were greeted with a, a sultry recorded voice of welcome to America's hottest talk line. I'm not even going to try and do the accent. I'm sorry. I'm bad at it. If I, I'd probably just be insulting. The recording goes on to say, guys, hot ladies are waiting to talk to you. Ladies, talk to an interesting and exciting man for free. Press two now. <laughs> I mean, the similarities between a government number and a sex hotline, that's, that's a massive coincidence or there's some inside bullshit going on there, that's for sure. But I guess the travel plans were put on hold. Eh? On hold? Eh? Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's been too long. All right, to the motherland now where uh, a library has apologised after a dildo-wearing man in a rainbow-coloured monkey suit was booked for a children's reading event. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. A library has apologised after a dildo-wearing man in a rainbow-coloured monkey suit was booked for a children's reading event. Let that sink in. Get a load of this guy. 
Now, the unnamed actor wore a costume complete with exposed buttocks um, at the Redbridge Library's Summer Reading Challenge in East London. Um, footage shows his fake penis flapping around as he danced, and parents were less than pleased. Let's, that, let's just put it that way. Children's reading event at a library, usually it's like, shh, don't make so much noise. It's like, hey, monkey man, put your cock away. Fuck, what's going on there? Anyway, yeah, the parents were blowing up, saying that someone needs to lose their job, etc. But old mate seems to be having a good time. <laughs> uh, promo time. Head on over to your Spotify, YouTube, DLive, Podbean, and iTunes account and subscribe to the starting block. One word, drop the K. That's right, we're on all of those. Five stars, fully sick review, all that. You know the story. Use the hashtag MePlus3 for TSB on your socials. We haven't used that for a while. Let's get it back out there. Now, uh, for the final thought, one in 10 European babies are conceived on an Ikea bed. In Ikea? Or just purchased from Ikea? Surely not. We've done an Ikea story before. Wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, good to be back. Sorry about the delay. I'm B.E. Keep it real, Blockhead. It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police-stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? You have to ruin my evening. Like I, I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, get, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat, so you're not enjoying it. No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye.
welcome to the starting block. Follow on Twitter at the starting block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on tavshow.com. Yes, back on the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Good to have the BE report back, I must say. Isn't it? Well, it's been the highlight of the show, to be honest. Uh, but I, to be honest, I forgot about how much smut is generally involved. It's nice to have that smut content back up. There is a lot of smut. And now program. there's a visual element to the smut as well. So yeah. even more reason to subscribe on DLive or follow on Twitter or YouTube or whatnot because now BE's throwing exactly. in the visual elements. And mm. I know... You know, you can't fool me, though, Greeno. It's your highlight of the show because it gives you five minutes to just fucking kick back, have a beer, and not fucking do anything. That's nice, exactly that's why you like it. Hundred <laughs> yeah. Um, Before we get to the final segment here, Damo, uh, can we do a step back in time? Oh, we can, but just one, just since we were talking oh. about BE. Nice, Gary. Yeah. A nice little nice Gary to the Ollie Ruse, Greeno. Uh, they won 4-3 in extra time, Greeno. They saved a penalty in extra time, which they would have gone behind. BE's been putting updates in the chat, and they've ended up is just winning the, the game. Is that the Ollie Roos or the, or the Matildas? Uh, is it the Matildas? It might be the Matildas. Hang on. Uh, yeah, I think it's the Matildas. The, isn't the Ollie Roos the men's under, yes. under 23? Yeah, it's the Matildas. Yeah, so it's the Matildas then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the Matildas. It's the ones that did that calendar when we were kids. Nice, <laughs> That's how I that's how yeah. I remember the Matildas. And it's not my fault. It's not sexism. But if you say no, if you say like, hey, okay, we're gonna put a nude calendar out of the Australian women's football team, and at the time I'm like 16 or 17, I'm going to and I'm a yeah. like a sports guy back then, you know. Um, I'm going to remember that forever. Nice, Gary. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why would you do this in the formative years of so many young men? Like that would be. <laughs> that's you, see, you, you know the real people who are to blame for sexism, Greeno, women. I tell you. Women. It got it got you interested in women's football though. Yes. Just that slight moment. Yeah. Um, I, I did watch a little bit of the I think it was Australia versus US game the other day, mm. and it was a, a real life Simpsons episode ah. because it was basically a ball passed back and forth in the back line for six straight minutes with holds no it, action happening. Holds it, holds, holds it, holds it. It was that, and I'm like, what the nice, fuck is happening Gary. here? This is the worst bit of sporting entertainment I've ever seen. So was that the, was, was that the girls playing or the guys playing? Yeah, was yeah, it was the girls. Yeah, okay, see, but we, dude, like that's that's not uncommon. Women's football is mostly trash. Like it's yeah. mostly it. bad. Oh, <laughs> that even even our, our old mate Pete Novakowski, Supernova Pete, yep. was like, "Well, this is the part of the game where they just fucking pass the ball with no point in the backfield for the better part of five minutes." Yep. Even he was not over it, and that guy's a soccer fanatic. <laughs> so, so obviously, both teams, like, instead of trying to win the game, were both trying to not lose the game, right? Exactly. That was it was right. a nil all draw for both of them to get to the quarterfinals, and they just like, oh well, let's just. Just yeah, fart around that. for five minutes that's, and waste, see, that's, that's, waste everyone's time. I'm going to go out and limb here, Green. That's un-Australian. Fuck that. We should be trying to win. We should be trying to win. We should be. No matter who we're playing against, the, the object is to win. Mm. Like, never go not lose because that's what the pommies do. When we play them in the cricket, yeah. Like they, you know, I've we've spoken about this before on the show, Greener, because the Ashes are just around. I'm looking forward to the Ashes, man. I want to take my mind off this. I want to take my mind off the fact that the military is patrolling Sydney now. <laughs> you know, like maybe a bit of cricket over in England will do it. 
Um, you know, can you imagine drunken Boris Johnson fucking watching the cricket? Like, give me those images. Yeah. I want to see that shit. So, yeah. you know, um, but the major, like, difference between Australian cricket and English cricket is simple. It's the fact that when Australia plays a test match, they play to try and win. And when England plays mm-hmm. a test match, they play to try and not lose. You know what I mean? Cool. So it's a, it's just yeah. the the way that we approach it. We always try to score runs faster. We always play more aggressively. And they play defensively and just try to fucking bore you to death. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's the same thing. Like the, the Aussie way in sport is supposed to be fucking don't give in. Keep trying to win it. Do you remember that World Cup a couple of, a couple of World Cups ago when so we had that really good one where we lost in the quarterfinals, I think, to Italy. Remember that? That was with Viduka and shit in the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where the guy fell down on the ground pretending to get a penalty. And yeah, he fuck. Oh, he dove, for sure. And then didn't yeah. they end up going on and winning the fucking thing as well? Italy? They won the thing. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. That, was our, that was our saving grace. We're like, well, they cheated, and then they went on to win the World Cup. So right. by loophole, Aussies won the World Cup. Yeah. And there was then there was that guy, uh, the next World Cup, right? And we lost the first game against Germany like 4 0. They just absolutely mm. destroyed us. And then uh, later on in those group games, there's remember the stories came out like Lucas Neal basically said, fuck what the coach is telling us. Let's just play the way we want to play. Remember that? Yeah. Like they, yeah, I the, that, yeah. the coach completely lost the dressing room and he was like, fuck this defensive shit. And then they went out the next game and like, Brett Holman scoring goals from fucking halfway runs, just taking yeah. on defenders. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, because you're trying to win. As soon as you tell an Australian, yeah. no, you've got to win, otherwise we're fucked, then they go, all right, well, this sounds serious. But if you're like, hey, mm. let's try to not lose, then everybody falls asleep. Exactly. <laughs> Un-Australian. Sorry, that was a long rant. Nice, Gary. No, no, that, that's fine. It got me thinking about something else I saw the other day. I saw a lot of uh, bad dives in the, the football over the course of this Olympics. And then uh, I watched hockey, which is not considered generally like a tough sport. Hockey's a tough sport, man. It's very physical. No, 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 no. Hear me out. So, no, very much so. And then I'm watching this sport. I'm like, because you wouldn't think like, oh, you know, toughness, you know, field hockey. And as I turned it on, I'm like, why is the game stopped? This is a bit weird. And they're like, "Uh, sorry for the delay. We're just uh, trying to get the blood off the field at the moment. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully it should be cleaned up soon. They had to. They spent fifteen minutes trying to get the, so much blood off the fucking field. Yeah. They couldn't even play anymore. Um, yeah, and then we're watching the they're, I mean, they're, running, they're running around with these big fucking clubs, man. Of course, of was course it, the club? it was. It was. It was the ball. It was the the ball getting struck in someone's face yeah. and smashed their face. And like a, a like lady a I work bar. with. Yeah, a lady I work with is actually quite uh, – her and her husband are quite uh, high-level hockey players to the point where they've played with a lot of the hockey ruse and the yeah, right. whatever the other version is. Um, nice, uh, thank you, Thank you for your service. Yeah, and uh, I, was, I, was, I was having this exact same conversation with her today at work, and I'm like, I didn't realize how tough this ball was. She's like, yeah, I've taken a couple of smashes to the face. That's kind of why I had to retire. <laughs> like – yeah, it's probably a good idea when you know you're getting facial fractures from from a hockey ball. Yeah. Might be a good idea to give it away. <laughs> How come only um, the goalie gets to wear a mask? That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> Where's my <yes>. mask? <laughs> Sneaky tough sport, I must admit. The, the the field hockey. Um, the step back in time I wanted to do. Sorry, at the start of this segment. I need a coffee machine update, sir. 
Oh, well, okay. Yeah, fuck yeah. I like, like stories about pinatas. So was it last week we were talking about the coffee machine? I do Two have, weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So two I'm, weeks ago we had the, the postage story where I, I promised that that machine was never coming back in repaired form. Was there well, anything, that was my prediction. Was there yeah. anything wagered on it or? No, it was just it was just a, a friendly kind of a gentleman's uh, agreement. A gentleman's agreement that my theory was you're gonna you're not getting that thing back. You're done. Okay. Well, I can tell you I've got a couple of little updates for you. So I can tell yeah. you the day after the Lady Boogs listened to the episode, which I think was probably a couple of days later, maybe you know. No, she it was the next day because she me. messaged me the next day. Ah, and yeah. gave me an update on the on the tape issue. Yes. On the <laughs> right. I she got, also I got more specific. <laughs> she also said to me in a very serious way and kind of like put her finger in my chest when she said it, as if to emphasize the point. She said, "I'm getting that fucking coffee machine back." <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's like, I fucking guarantee it. I'm getting that shit back. <laughs> so a couple of days ago, uh, knock, knock at the door. Guess what's sitting at the front door, Greener? It's the fucking nice, coffee machine. Nice, Gary. Ah, there we go. Yes. And I can tell you, like, because there was a few conversations had in the house as, you know, one day started to work in, into the next. They add up. Yeah, yeah, they do. And you start going, hmm, are we going to see this thing again? Have we just said yeah. goodbye to the coffee machine forever? But the coffee machine was returned. It's now working in, in full capacity. But wow. here's, here's the interesting part for me. That's not interesting. Now, yeah. when she sent it off and she's, she says to me, look, I got an email, an email or something or a text message. I got a text message back and they said, they've got the coffee machine. I said, right. Did they tell you what's wrong with it? And she said, no, they haven't. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, maybe they'll send you an email or something. Anyway, long story short, go through the whole process. And I keep asking, like, during different steps of the process, so have they told you what's wrong with it? Or And she's like, no, yeah. they haven't. And then when it was returned, I'm, I'm like, okay, so was there, like, a piece of paper or something with it that said, here's what we did to it, here's what we did? And she's like, no. So we sent this coffee machine off in the mail and, the, you yeah. know, the male pixies took it away to fairyland and they yeah, apparently yeah. sprinkled it with some fairy dust and returned it to us, yeah. and now it's living again. Nice, it's Gary. And it's magic again. And, and it's a mystery. Nobody knows what was what was wrong with it, and no, we can't no find out. No one knows what's wrong with it. It's magically repaired. Magic. Now, a question. Who had, who had to pay for the return postage? Uh, it would have been them, I think. Now, was there a sufficient amount of tape on the box when you received the return package? Oh, it was very professionally packed on the way back. I'll okay. give them that. They've probably got a lot of experience. But here's the question for you, Greeno. Now, mm -hmm. I doubt that we took any significant details of the coffee machine before we sent it off, like, say, part numbers, serial numbers, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Is this a little bit? About a is, is this Paul, a <laughs> Paul McCartney Beatles replacement after he died in a car crash? No, no, even better. I'm, I'm talking about, like, just say the kid's puppy gets run over in the driveway while they're at school. So bring you the new one. Bring the new yeah. puppy home, Greta. Nice. So have they, has, has the coffee machine company sent us a brand new puppy and said, no, 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 100%. it's yours. Like it, it, it's the same okay, okay. machine. You, you know. Let's think about it logically, right? <laughs> if you send someone in and they've got two options, they can get someone to sit there and repair it. You've got to pay a man labor. Yep. You've got to pay for the part. Yep. They've got to sit there. They've got to pull it apart. They've got to do it. They've got to repackage it. Or they can just go to their their box and grab a new machine and go fucking send that one they back. They can to go to the warehouse where they've got like 500,000 of these it fuckers costs, just sitting there collecting dust. Nothing. 
<laughs> it costs them nothing in labor. Yeah. And what they'll do is they'll take that other bit, they'll put some parts, and they'll do a re-fucking manufactured thing and sell it off to some cheap shit yeah. uh, secondhand store. Well, they'll just send I it out to somebody else. Point. They'll just send it out to somebody else with their they'll send it, Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll eventually <laughs> fix that. Oh, it, that's what's happened. They've literally just sent you a new machine, and they've cut it the middleman. Uh, <laughs> and then that one constantly. is being hocked. Off, they, they turn the odometer <laughs> back on your coffee machine and they're selling it to some unsuspecting women as a lemon. Yeah, I guarantee it 100%. Um, well done, good to know the coffee machine's back though and, yeah. and up and working. I like stories about pinatas, serial numbers. Well, I'm with you on that one, yeah. There's next no time, in my mind. Mm-hmm. that's a new, new coffee machine, mm. which is not a bad outcome. Don't get me wrong, no, but it's can you have the Goodness. same love? Can you? It's like your, it's like replacing <laughs> like your. It's like replacing your son with a child. with a humanoid, yeah. you know, cyborg greener, like an AI. Remember when yeah. they get the new son? He just doesn't quite. Is that the um? Will this coffee machine Robin... start making bitter coffee just because it's like I don't belong? You're not my mother. You're, you know, you're not, you're not, not my yeah, dad. You're, real... you're not a real dad. <laughs> exactly. You don't have a real owner. Or someone else's coffee machine six months ago. Part of me was. <laughs> they chopped yeah. me up. <laughs> they chopped me up and stuck me back together in there. It was awful. <laughs> And I don't even know you. Uh, <laughs> oh, the adventures of the coffee machine, Greener. I'm looking at what that. A story Good. it could Happy. tell. Yeah. I can just imagine the, the bitterness from Lady Boogie where she's like, I'm getting that fucking coffee machine back. And she was so serious. I can, yeah. I can, I can picture it. Yeah. Uh, just just to get a new that, one in in return. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, it was all worth it. I'm, I'm glad you got your three bucks worth of tape. Nice, uh, Gary. Now, uh, it's, it's trade season, day. Trade deadlines tomorrow, MLB. Let's, okay. let's talk a little bit of trade. Man. What do you got? When we talk trades, we only talk about one man. I don't give a fuck about the rest of trades. Like, there was blockbuster trades with, you know, the, the Dodgers and Max Scherzer uh, and Trey Turner today. I don't care about those. Who do we care about on this show? Crazy Uncle Jerry DePoto, because it doesn't even matter what's going. The whole rest of the league depends on him. Because because he's so fucking trade heavy, because he's just constantly trading everybody. I reckon when two yeah. teams like in the other league on the on the other side of the country kind of thing, when two teams are trying to discuss a trade, they'd be halfway through it and then it'd be like, hello. Yeah, this is Jerry DePoto. Can you put the guy? <laughs> like he, he would involve okay. himself in every trade situation. Oh, yeah. We make this a three three team trade. We don't need it. We've got a straight deal. It doesn't matter. I want to get involved here. Create some minor league prospects. Look, I'll, I'll trade you. I'll trade you unpopped corn for, for, yeah. for uh, two kilogram bags of coffee to be delivered to the stadium uh, between three and six every other Saturday. Can we do that deal? And then yeah. just be like, who the Jerry's, fuck Jerry's is this? Trade itch. He needs to scratch it. Uh, so, Jerry, the, for the first time yeah, since 2001, 2003, it's one of those two years. I forget which one. Mm. Troy will be able to give us the answer to that question. Yes. Uh, it's been a fucking long while since Seattle have been in the playoffs. Now, they are in the playoff hunt. They're doing, they had a massive win over Houston. They were down seven runs on uh, earlier in the week and came back to win the game with a grand slam. It was unbelievable. They were all pumped up. They're excited. They were one game out of the playoff picture. And then what does crazy Uncle Jerry DePoto do? He trades their closer, who's been one of the best in the league the next day. Not only to uh, not only did he trade them, he traded them to the team they just beat, who is their divisional rival who's leading the leading the division. <laughs> nice, Gary. They sent, they sent Kendall Graveman and Raphael Montero to the to, for April. What is, April, he, what is Abraham, he doing? What is he doing? Does it's, he want to ridiculous. not? Does he want to lose? Like, what but is he the doing? Thing. 
So, so we traded the closer and then, yeah, and Montero uh, to for Abraham Toro and Joe Smith. So it's like, so the clubhouse was fucking fuming. They were filthy. They're like, we're fucking finally in a playoff hunt. We're yeah. expecting to get people in. Instead, they send off our best our best relief pitcher. What the hell are they doing? And Jerry's like, no, no, I got you covered. It's fine. So then Jerry, because Jerry got the itch again, he's like, I'm going to trade again. So then they acquired like left-handed top. It's been like eight, yes. it's been eight hours since my last transfer. Yeah. <laughs> I need another hit. So then, then they acquired uh, – then the Mariners did another trade to acquire Tyler Anderson from the Pirates, um, which is good. And then they also – because they just traded their closers. So like, well, we just traded a closer. We better get another closer in. So they, <laughs> Why do we have to get deal. a closer in? We had a perfectly good one sitting right here. <laughs> Jerry's like, well, I can trade for a closer. This is even better. (laughs) (laughs) So we trade one out, then we have to create a new trade to get a new one in. (laughs) And then they acquired today Diego Castillo from the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Um, That's the replacement for Kendall Graham. How how do you (laughs) – this is a genuine question. How do you be a Mariners fan? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like how can you – Mariners fans. How can you? Troy can answer this question, but I think you become a Mariners fan if you grew up in the era of like Ken Griffey and like Ichiro, those early Randy Johnson, teams. Randy Johnson when he was pitching, uh, probably Alex Rodriguez as well back in the early 2000s. Yeah. I think all the fans of the Mariners are, are fans Just living of like in the past, 2000, yeah, like 95, 90s Mariners to two, the early 2000 Mariners. Yeah. Since then, you had King Felix to kind of uh, hang your hat on. Aside from that. Not much luck. Well, because um, how can you get attached to anybody in the team? How can you have any heroes in the team? They're only there for fucking three days and then he trades them yes. out again. So, like, he's gonna trade there's him. no momentum. And, like, you couldn't – I just – I couldn't imagine being a fucking Mariners fan with all that shit going. Because, like, I'm not a huge you, baseball an, fan, right? But I am – You're an ace fan. I, like, yeah, I know. They but, trade all their stuff plays away. <laughs> yeah, but, but, they're, they're, but they're always – it's because they have a philosophy – and they stick to the philosophy, but they're still trying to win using that particular philosophy. Yeah, fair call. Whereas, no, I'll pay that. As the opposite, you know, the Seattle situation, you, like you said, the first time that they're in playoff contention and then they trade to their divisional rivals the best fucking mm. relief pitcher that they have. The A's yeah. are more like they bring people in who aren't worth much. And then if somebody uh, like offers them more money and they can make a profit, then they're like, okay, let's, this is our system. Let's just fucking trade them out yeah. and build. And they're always competitive. So, no, yeah. I'll pay that. Yeah. The A's make the playoffs pretty much every since, other year. Since whereas... Jerry DePoto took over the Mariners, they've only gone backwards every year, like year after year after they started off really well. Remember? And then it was like getting lower and lower and lower and then missing playoffs. Bang, 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 lower and lower and lower. And now, like you said, they've they've brought their way back up, like fucking ripped their fingernails to get back up into a playoff spot. He's like, oh, fuck that. He trade the the best guy out. (laughs) It's like, fucking what are we doing? How could anyone want to play there, you know? Well, that, the, the clubhouse was pissed. Like, no one, there's no free agent that's going to want to play for this team. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, enough cash will we'll do that, though. Mm-hmm. But here's, let, let's get to a stat man, though. I'm a stat man. Because maybe Crazy Uncle Jerry isn't as crazy as we think. Because the man they traded out in Kendall Graveman replaced him with Abraham Toro, is mm-hmm. this week's stat man. Okay. Abraham Toro homered for the Astros against the Mariners on Monday. Right. He was then traded to Seattle on Tuesday. He then hit a homer for the Mariners against the Astros the next day. 
He's the first player in MLB history. Nice. That's Yay. incredible. A homer for a single team on consecutive days. Wow. And then he, he homered the next day for the Mariners. So Abraham Torrey has been with the Mariners four days. He hit two home runs, and two of them were against his former team in the Astros. Jesus so, Christ. Um, that is a hell of a stat. I'm a stat man. And then here's another statement for you. We like kind of obscure, like there's no Shohei this week because Shohei, we, we, we've done too many Shohei uh, statmans because he's just too good. He's a freak. He's, yeah. He needs his own category. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> the Shohei Atani stat of the week. <laughs> that pretty much because the guy is just phenomenal. He's up to 35. He actually did create a stat this week. He got 35. <laughs> Hold my head, 35 homers, 15 steals. He's only the fourth Angels player to ever do that, and he's also their best pitcher. Not bad. Um, But here's the stat man I was going to do. The the Minnesota Twins, the first team in MLB history to out-home run their opponents by seven and lose. So they played Detroit earlier this week, and they hit seven home runs and still lost by three runs, even though Detroit hit zero homers. Wow, that's incredible. That's that's like um, but that's not V eight mo- uh, supercars, Greener. Do you remember when Rick Kelly went won the championship without winning a single race during the year? Winning a race, that's right. I do remember that. It yeah. was a very controversial finish. He had a a, a shady move in the final race. Yeah, memory. but he was just a, he was just a consistent like top five finisher Ooh. every single round. Every when everybody else yeah. would crash going for wins, he would just you know slow and steady wins the race kind of style, and he ended up winning yeah. the fucking championship. Yeah. Um, that's it, sir. Unless you got anything yeah. else you want to talk about. No, we are that's done. It. Let's get the fuck out of here, man. Um, follow Greeno <laughs> at the starting block. One word, drop the K at the end. Follow myself at Boogie Bumper. Follow our friends. See you again next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censor, defectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you'll have a heavy bag? <laughs> 
You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com.